Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Welcome to your seat, folks. I'm still in uh, the series of instruments of change, but, to, but today this instrument of change is the first instrument that I call that has a dual effect on our lives. And I want everyone to he- pay close attention. I feel it from the Lord. I even did a video this week because I feel that this is so simple, but it's so powerful. And it's an agent that is missing in our lives. So I want everyone to turn to Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 7. There's a new King James. It's going to be up there on the screen. And uh, uh, when you're there, say amen. amen. All right. It says, you, Paul says, you ran well. Now I want you to, if you have your good old-fashioned Bibles or if you have a tablet that you can highlight, I want you to highlight or underline a couple of phrases that's going to stick out to you this morning. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? I want you to underline or highlight who hindered you because I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm not going to tell you what I'm speaking about yet. I'm going to wait until a couple of minutes. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This Persuasion, underline persuasion. I want you to see a common denominator here in Galatians. Alright? You read well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. By the way, you can say amen every now and then, okay? Now watch this. I want you to underline or highlight this right here. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Some of you guys, what in the world is leaven? I'm gonna stand. A little leaven. Say a little leaven. Leavens the whole lump. Underline that. Alright. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment wherever he is. Now look at me. Leaven is a spreading agent of influence. I'm going to say that again. It's, a, an, it's an agent of influence that by nature spreads. How many have ever heard of leaven? Okay, how many have no clue what leaven is? It's okay if you don't know. Okay, that's, that's fine. Alright, if you don't know what leaven is, I'm going to tell you. So leaven is an agent, what I call an agent of influence that spreads and pervades a thing. And it starts off small and it gradually it takes over the entire thing that it possesses. In biblical terms, leaven was is yeast. Where you put a little yeast... Oh, bread, if you know how to cook, not like me, but if you know how to cook, it leaven is yeast, and you just take a little bit of yeast. Hear me now, this is important. What I'm going to say, you're like, where's Pastor George going this morning? You'll see. And you take a little bit of yeast, and you put it into the whole dough of bread. And that yeast, that little it is, eventually permeates the entire bread, and it causes the entire bread or dough to be influenced. Influenced by the power of that little yeast. Alright? And so in the context that I want to talk to you this morning is the influence that friendships and relationships have in your life that are acting like leaven in your walk with God. Because the instrument of change of the Word of God is always singular. It's always positive. The influence of change of discipleship is always positive. The influence of change of prayer, like we talked about, is always positive. The influence of change of worship and using your gifts that we talked about, always positive, not negative. But the one instrument of change that is also positive but is very destructive is the instrument of change of the influences and relationships and friendships that you have speaking 
in your life right now. Because leaven is an instrument of influence, but friendships, relationships, and certain influence that we choose to have around us can absolutely destroy our walk with God and it'll spread over the entire walk of, of God. Because some relationships, some friendships, I'm going to prophesy to you, some current relationships, not just romantic relationships, not excluding romantic relationships, some relationships, some friendships, and some influences that are currently in your life right now, are you ready? Are toxic for your walk for, for God. If they're toxic for your walk with God, and in this case, this instrument of change can absolutely destroy you. Can I hear an amen? It's a negative influence of change. But at the end, I'm going to tell you, leaven, I'm going to shock some of you, leaven actually can be used as a very positive, powerful agent to spread good things. But if it's used the wrong way, unfortunately, in the body of Christ and in the scripture, leaven is, is predominantly used as a negative Thing, a negative spreading agent. Guys, I'm going to tell you that something right now. Some of you guys uh, in your walk with God uh, are, are suffering in your walk with God because you don't realize that there's leaven in your relationships and they're slowly sucking the life of God out of you. You know, there's two types of friendships. There's the one that you give and there's one that is sucking the life of God out of you. Now, I want you to put this on the screen, Zach, that first point. Spiritually speaking, leaven is an agent of influence when it comes to wrong company and wrong relationships. Oh man, I got no amen to that. Let me ask, let me tell you something real quick. I'm going to read that again. Spiritually speaking, leaven is an agent of influence when it comes to wrong company and wrong relationships. This is not just a youth message. Every time we talk about relationships or friendships, we think, oh, that's... No, 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 no. My friends, adults, if you're 50 years old, 40 years old, 60 years old, we all have influences, relationships, and friendships in our life, and it determines who are close to us that determines the type of level in that relationship. Whether it's good and bringing you closer to the Lord, or the level of relationships that are pulling you away from the Lord, and it has the power to do it quickly. Listen, we've heard grandmothers say it, we've heard women say it, we've heard our mothers say it, and we've seen it before, we've heard it before, and you can quote me with it, and you can finish a sentence. They say, show me your friends, and I will, what? Show you the future. And to a degree, that is true. I want you to see something that starts off real small. Some of you, some of us, because we've been hurt, we have no relationship with others. And we exclude ourselves with others. And that in itself is dangerous too. But I'm telling you right now, an instrument of change that's sometimes very bad for you walk with God is examining who's in your inner circle. Now I want you to see 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is good stuff. Even if you don't think it's good stuff, it is. Verse 33, look at verse 33. Are you, are you there? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in the ESV. This is the ESV version, right? Watch this, look what it says here. Ba Do not be deceived. Bad company, I'm going to preach good here. Corrupts good morals. Well, well not, not just sin, not just your decisions. It's the company, which is certain types of spiritual leaven that you choose to be around with that the Bible, not PG, says it corrupts good morals. Another, another version says it corrupts good character. 
Are you saying, Pastor George, that the wrong kind of relationships in my life could actually ruin my morals? Yes. Because of the influence that it has upon your heart. Why? Because every person in this room longs for fellowship with God and with other people. And if we don't have fellowship with God, and if we don't have fellowship with other people, we will resort to having a quick fix of relationships in our life to meet a band-aid need, a temporary need, and not realize that some of those relationships have the, the power to pull you away from a vibrant walk with God. You don't believe me, but I am telling you by the Spirit that this is an important part that has grounded me in my walk with God. That's why I started this series of Instruments of Change, because I realized I wanted to tell you guys the pillars that I have that have kept me from backsliding all these years. And a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned a, 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 for a minute a little statistic of the science of friendship, but I'm going to talk a whole sermon today on the power of the company and the influence and the relationships in your life right now. And let me tell you, every one of you has an influence in your life when it comes to friendships or relationships. I don't care who you are. And I'm telling you, wrong company, bad company, corrupts good morals. You know what the morals is? Biblical morals, biblical standards will actually be cut low because eventually you will give in to the things that other people are giving in to to fit in. Or... Because you're tired of the loneliness, so you give in to the circle of friends you have. And as you grow, watch this, as you grow in life, your circle, of ch- your inner circle changes, whether good or bad. Depending on where you're at in life, your circle changes. If you're, if, if you're a in a uh, time of loss and your time of wondering and you're questioning God, watch this, if you're not careful, you could choose an inner circle oh man, I feel the Holy Spirit you could feel, you could choose an inner circle that will feed the type of anger that you're secretly looking for because you'll gravitate to somebody who really wants to tell you what you really want to feel but if you are in a place where you say, no, this is destructive in my life, you will be intentional of having the right relationships around you, the right inner circle. And I have newsflash for you. They're not just going to come automatically. Sometimes, many times, it's our responsibility to choose them. Part of staying on the righteous path requires righteous, right company. Part of staying on the right path requires right company. I don't know where I would be if in my darkest hours of an early Christian and even mature Christians that I didn't have sharpened iron, sharpening irons. The Bible says as a friend sharpens the countenance of another friend. We need people in our lives that love us enough to tell us when we're doing wrong. You know, I was reading the other day, I was reading just yesterday. It was not part of my notes. The Bible says, rebuke a wise man and he'll love you. Rebuke a scoffer and he'll hate you. In other words, if, you, if someone really loves you and they're really part of your inner circle, they're saying, man, your attitude, I love you, man, but your attitude stinks today and you need to change that. There's something going on with you. Or you could just be like, uh, and a, a wise person will say, thank you for that. I needed that. But those of you who are, are, are scoffing the, the truth or the, or the word of God, I think we're too religious, you're going to mock when it comes to loving correction. Why? Because the Bible says, if you want uh, someone to love you, rebuke a wise man. Now look, I can't tell you how important godly fellowship is. 
Now, I want to say something real powerful here. In this progressive age that we're we're living in right now, we are so, uh, we have adopted and grafted in the the culture of the the world today uh, and and it's permeated in the church. That's 11 in itself. 11 has permeated the church and what happened is we can no longer, with a pure conscience, talk about the need for godly friendships without, in the back of our minds, saying that's too religious. I'll be honest, even when I was preaching, when I was preparing, I'm like, well, I don't know. And the Lord said, no. Because we're so, we're so progressive, they're like, well, you know, it's just really, we're past that. No, I'm not saying that we can't have ungodly friends. I'm not saying that, but your inner circle and who's influencing you, that needs to be a choice of righteousness. And I know that sounds old school, and I know that sounds controlling, and I know that some of you progressive minds think that, well, it's not a, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal because it corrupts good morals. Some of you are not where you're supposed to be. I'm going to prophesy to you because of the people you're rolling with. The people you're hanging out with. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So my question today, RCC, is other than your spouse and other than God, because we want to make sure your spouse, your spouse and God are always going to be tight with you. But other than God and other than your spouse, who is your ride or die? <laughs> who is your, who's your road dog? Who, who are you rolling with? Who is your inner circle? Who is speaking into your ears right now? Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, no, no. Who is your, you know, we talk about ride or die. Who's your ride or die? Other than your spouse, other than God. We want that. We want that. But let's get a little deeper. Other than your spouse and other than your God, who is your ride or die? Who is your road dog? Who is your person that you go to in times of trouble? Who is speaking into your ear? Uh uh-uh. uh. Who is speaking into your ear? Who is keeping you accountable to conviction? Who is saying, man, man, we shouldn't be in this place because there's a lot of opposite sex here and the things that we're doing doesn't look right. We shouldn't be alone right now. Even though there's nothing between us, we shouldn't be alone right now. See, so, somebody has to pop the big elephant in the room that's saying, I'm here. Don't ignore me. Your future, your destiny, and your calling are somehow influenced by the relationships you choose to be around with. You want to walk like a lion? Hang around with lions. You know, I heard a statement years ago that says this. An army of sheep led by a lion will always defeat an army of lions led by a sheep. <laughs> You have a whole army of lions, and if you're led and influenced by the leader who's a sheep and say, let's not make any noise, let's not trouble anybody, those lions are going to be trained in the mind. I guess we just born real big for no reason, just for people to look at us. But if, a, if you get an army of sheep and you get lions around them, and a lion says, we could attack this thing, we could beat them, but we're just sheep. The lion's going to say, it doesn't matter if you're just sheep, we could take this. You know what? The influence of that relationship is going to change your mind. Come on. And so our inner circle is who you open up to. Watch. Your inner circle means those people that you trust and, who you, and you open up to and they open up to you. Can I say something lovingly? You can't expect worldly relationships to give you scripture and counsel in time of crisis. I love them, but you can't say, hey, best friend that doesn't know the Lord who loves me but doesn't have, want anything to do with the Lord, what should I do right now? I, I, I'm really bitter at my mom. I'm really bitter at my pastor. I'm really bitter. You know what the worldly person is going to say? They're not going to say, 
girl, you need to pray, girl. Matthew chapter 3, let's turn there. They're going to be like, run, girl, run. <laughs> or, or, I don't know, I'm, I have temptations to have an affair with this person, but I'm married. And that worldly person going to be like, do it, man, they're hot. Right? But a godly influence says, no, I'm not going to let you give up. I'm not going to let you go on that route because I'm accountable to God and to you in my friendship with you. Can I just say something? I said it before to my leaders, but I'll say it again. Silence in a burning house is murder. If you leave, if you take a nap and you wake up and you have all these people around you sleeping and you are scared because you hear, you see the house smoking on fire and you leave without saying and warning anything to anybody, even though you didn't commit the fire, you just committed murder because you, you stayed silent. Some of us need to start opening up our mouth when it comes to our friendships. We're so worried about losing their friendship, in other words, in, the, in other words and not worried about losing their soul. We need to open up our mouth and say, no, 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 no. I, see, some of us, we're afraid to lose our coolness or our friendship with someone at the risk of losing their salvation. doesn't mean you have to correct them all the time. It means that you have to be godly and righteous in the influence. Can I hear an amen? Choose who's speaking to you. I know that's cutting deep in some of you, but it's okay. I want to save you from pending destruction that leaven in relationships has the effect to do. Now, you and I are the byproduct. Put that up there, Zach. You and I are the product of the company and influence we keep close to. I'm going to say that again. You and I are the product. Pastor Joe, are you saying we are the product? That's a little bit too far. It's actually scriptural. The Bible says if you walk with wise men, you will be wise. That's a product. Look at what Proverbs 13 says. Look at what Proverbs 13. If you're there, say amen. Proverbs 13, verse 20, look at what it says in your Bibles. This is not PG speaking. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You want an instrument of change? You want an instrument of change? Raise your hand. You want an instrument of change? Well, you know what? Examine the relationships and friendships and influence in your life because that will change you in a negative way or a positive way. I'm just be honest. Examine your library. Examine your entertainment. What, what do you have more of? What is speaking into your life? What, what music is speaking in your life? What influence is speaking in your life? What people are speaking in your life? That got no amens. Thank you, NLD. <laughs> Proverbs 13, 20. Are you ready? Look what it says. He who walks with wise men. What? I can't hear you. Will be wise. That's a product of fellowship and friendship with others. That means you become who you hang with. What? I want to cost, I'm always saying to the Lord, Lord, surround me with smarter people than me, with more gifted people than me. I'm not intimidated when people are more smarter than me. It doesn't diminish my leadership, actually enhances my leadership. Well, you're the pastor, you should know everything. Where, where does the Bible say that? I don't have to know everything. There's people around me that know more than me, but they know that I'm the pastor. I don't have any problem with my authority. Now, some pastors do. That's, that's, that's something that they need to do. I have no problem whatsoever that people are more gifted than me. You know why? Because I want what they have when it comes, and I want to learn. Wise men, if you walk with wise men, watch this. Let's, let's keep reading. He who walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Did you see that it's not just me making it up? See, when I speak this message, it, it almost like, uh, and I, if you allow me to be transparent, I can almost hear uh, teenagers saying, don't talk, because now you're giving fuel to my parents. <laughs> I'm not trying to give fuel to your parents. I'm trying to give fuel to your spirit. 
He who walks with wise men will be wise, and the companion of fools will be destroyed. You want to be destroyed? Hang around with fools. Don't be a fool. Now, when when I say fools, it's people that have no regard for the things of God. Now, are they good people? Yes. Do we need to reach them? Yes. But you know what? We have to choose who we are intimate with and who speaks into our lives. That is our example. I'll never forget when I was a youth pastor, I had a, a, a certain young people that would come to me and every week they would be compromising in their walk with God. Now, I want you to hear this now. And then we compromise and, I was, and they're like, well, Pastor George, and I'll tell them, they're like, well, mostly it's because some of my friends, but they're all I have my influence and my friends are all I have, and they're not, they don't love God, but they're good people. They don't love God. I said, that's great. And then they said this. I was like, I couldn't believe it. They said, but it doesn't matter if they don't love God. It doesn't matter. And I quote, they said, because they keep me in check from doing wrong things. I'm like, what? Have you seen different strokes with, with uh, Gary Coleman said, what you talking about, Willis? Zach, help them out. So, Zach, so, some of those people out there don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you <laughs> when you talk to me about no worldly people are good to be an influence on my life i'm like what you talk about willis in my heart I'm, i feel like that i feel like looking at you like that that's what the holy spirit that's what the holy spirit saying to you every time you make an excuse for your relationships because you don't have you don't want accountability in your life and you just want to hold on to that person holy spirit's going what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you can take that off. They won't concentrate. If, if <laughs> and I kept saying to this person, are you serious? You're, the worldly people are going to keep a Christian in check? That's a sad indictment on Christianity when we have to go to worldly good friends to keep us in check from doing wrong things. I thought the Holy Spirit's job was to keep us in check. When you say, no, no, th- th- these are great friends of mine, and I'm sure they are, but those worldly friends, they're good. They don't serve God. They don't love God, but they keep me in check from doing bad things. When does the world tell a Christian what to do when it comes to righteousness? See, your progressive mind can't wrap your mind around that. You think I'm too religious. Some of you are like, no, 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 we've evolved. No, we've evolved in our immaturity and our sin and our compromise. The Bible is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. What I'm telling you is, who is in your inner circle? Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit here. Who is speaking into your ear? Who is giving you counsel? Some of you, you don't have none. You need to pray. And this message is not to condemn you. It's to to provoke you to say, you know what? God, send me those godly influences in my life. The Bible says, if you want to be, have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. Don't wait for them to call. There's plenty of people at RCC. Hang out with them, and you'll rub on them. You know what the, the word anointing means? If you want to get anointed, everyone gets anointed. I want the anointing. I want the anointing. Do you know the Hebrew word for anointing means smear and rub? So the more, ooh, you want the anointing? Start rubbing off anointed people. Start hanging out. Not perfect people. There's no perfect people. But start valuing and being thankful for that one friend that you have that's God-fearing that says, girl, I'm going to take you to church today. No, no, no. You're not going to quit. No, you, I'm going to cry with you. I'm going to cry with you. But you're not going back to that. Influence. Friendship. Relationships. And it's not just for young people. It's for adults. Even great men, don't, <laughs> next time you, you think of that, just go, you're talking about Willis. <laughs> Put this up there. Even great men and women of God can be deterred from following the Lord because of wrong influence and wrong relationships. 
I'll say that again. I'm going to give you scripture. Even, wrong, even great men and women of God can be deterred from following the Lord because of, of wrong influence and wrong relationships. Do you guys remember uh, Samson? He was anointed by the Lord. I mean, the dude was stronger than any of us put together. He was, he was able to kill a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. A jawbone. Can you imagine that? That was his gap. That was his sword. He's like, a thousand, a thousand Philistines started falling. And he's like, and what? It's, instead of dropping the mic, he dropped the jaw. Like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> but watch this. One negative, one, one, not five, not seven, not ten. One compromise in his relationships destroyed his calling. Even though he knew it was wrong, he did it anyways because he had a need that was unfulfilled in his heart. And he compromised in his relationship and Delilah was used to cut off his strength and later bore his eyes out. But you know what the, one of the most shocking ones? I'm going to show you. You're going to laugh at this scripture. One of the most shocking that I studied of great, great men of God who started off great is Solomon. Do you know that Solomon wrote Proverbs and he wrote Ecclesiastes? He was the most, the Bible says he's the most wisest man on earth. Wise! Do you know that, I'm going to say something shocking to some of you guys. Solomon, the son of David, the choice son of David who was in charge of all the sons that David had to build the temple. Do you know that the Bible says he did not serve the Lord in his latter day, for a season in his life. He wasn't pleasing the Lord because of wrong relationships. Look, look, real quick. Uh, First Kings chapter 11. Oh, we're doing good. Hallelujah. How many getting stirred this morning? How many getting provoked? First Kings chapter 11, verse 1. Are you ready for this shocker? Are you ready for this shocker? This is a shock. Okay? Verse 1. But King Solomon loved many foreign women. See, I know some of you guys are like, all right. As well as the daughter of Pharaoh. Watch this, watch this. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, all the ites, Sidonians and Hittites. <laughs> From the nation of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor with them with you. Surely they will turn your heart away. Look at this, look at this. God is uh, to other gods. These relationships that you think are just okay. Solomon, I'm going to warn you, they're going to turn your heart, before you even happen, they're going to turn your heart away to, to serve other gods. But Solomon clung to these in love. Watch, look, look at my man over here. He had 700 wives, princes, that's right, someone says, 300 concubines, watch this, and wives, watch this, his wives turned, this is Solomon, not a, a, a baby Christian, not a new Christian, Solomon turned, watch this, his wives turned away his heart. Relationships act like a leaven to turn your heart away from God or closer to God, depending on who's that inner circle. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart, what? After what? After what? And his heart, this is shocking to me. His heart was not loyal to the Lord his God as was the heart of his father David. Have you guys ever read that? Some of you have. It is shocking when we think of Solomon. We don't think of that. Now, yes, he later repented. And that's why if you read Ecclesiastes, he's like, man, I messed up. This is all, all is vanity, all this. Because he just messed up. And wisdom sometimes comes after you mess up, unfortunately. 
Pain is a good teacher if you let it be. If you let it be. But it doesn't have to go to pain. First, there's Holy Spirit and His Word. But if you don't listen to His Word, then we're going to suffer the consequences of our actions. And then sometimes the consequences of our actions makes us whip out and turn right. David says, before I was afflicted, then I went astray. He's like, I have to get afflicted so that I won't go astray anymore. Look at what the Bible says. It says, his friendships that were ungodly, his relationships and his influences that were ungodly turned King Solomon's heart away from the Lord. Wrong relationships and wrong friendships are used by the enemy as agents of destruction to get our heart further away from God. You know, don't think this as a youth message. Think this as a principle that God is trying to release to you. And let me tell you something. Some of us, we're so, um, we're so independent in our nature that we feel we don't need any friendships in our lives. We don't need any, any, any relationships in our life. We do. Biblically, we have the obligation and duty, watch this, to choose who should or should not be close to us. I'm going to say that again. Biblically, we have the obligation, say obligation, say duty, to choose who is close to us and who is not. Look at Proverbs 12. Oh, this is good stuff. Look at Proverbs. I'm going to take you to your journey this morning, and I'm going to be short, I promise. Proverbs chapter 12. Are you getting something this morning? Some of you need to, can I just be honest with you? You need to pray and contend that you need to shift from this day forward. Let this convict you. Let this encourage you. Shift today to make sure that you are not having uh, ungodly or unhealthy influence when it comes to friendship and relationship in your life. There's time to change. Adults, I'm talking to you too. Make sure that you are intentional about getting godly friendships and relationships in your life. That's why community is so powerful. That's why, that's why when we have community, it's so powerful. Why? Because community of godly believers will help encourage your way of thinking and encourage your emotions. Because eventually, you, uh, we've gone too deep into deception that it takes a lot of biblical friends to give you counsel to help you weed out wrong thinking. Now watch. Proverbs 12 verse 26 says this. The righteous should what? Speak to me, church. To choose his friend carefully. Why? Why? Why should the righteous choose his friends carefully? Keep reading. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. You know who them is? The righteous. Wait, 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 wait. The Bible says the righteous. I thought the righteous are untouchable. I thought the righteous are covered by the blood. Nothing can stop. Yeah, nothing can. No demons can stop. But we have a choice. The Bible says the righteous should choose, that means it's our responsibility, his companions, relationship, friendship wisely. Why? Because the way of the wicked leads them. Who's them? The righteous. That means wicked un, uh, people that don't know the Lord, in their good intentions, if you let them, can lead the righteous away from the Lord. You know when people backslide? Is, uh, uh, I've, I've narrowed it down about two or three categories that either hurt and undealt with wounds, and they never dealt with them, so they, they, they just go through the motions, and all of a sudden those wounds catch up to them, and they don't know what to do. Number two, the thing about the, the backside is that they got uh, abandoned, or they actually got physically hurt by a friendship relationship. But the third, the third reason, can I just be real honest, and I used to be a youth pastor for 17 years, the third reason people backslide that I've seen the majority of the time is because the friendships that they have are luring them slowly but surely into a way of compromise. 
Can I just be honest without you thinking that I'm religious here? If your inner circle is, is 90% people that are good, they're good, and they, 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 they're good human beings, and they're caring human beings, but if they don't have Scripture and the Holy Spirit inside of them, not because we're mean, if they don't have the Holy Spirit or desire God, guess what's going to happen? Nine times out of ten, if you're choosing those types of relationships, it will, it will give you astray. Can I just say something real powerful too? You attract and you tolerate what's inside of you when it comes to who you choose to be around you. In other words, if you're constantly uh, finding yourself compromising in friendships and relationships that are not healthy for you, maybe it's because that's already inside of you and you're attracting what's inside of you. Now, I know Jesus attracted uh, the, the, the sinners and, and, and alike. That's not the attraction I'm talking about. He attracted them because holiness is beautiful and it's attractive. And it was for a cause, for a reason, not for him to get changed, it's for them to get changed. But here's the point I'm trying to make. You and I have a choice to make this right. I'll need the worship team up here. If, uh, if Godwin, Godwin, sorry. Um, if Edwin or some of the team just could, just, just could get back in the, in the guitar, even though we don't have sound back there. Edwin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end you with this, okay? I'm going to end you with this. There's three prophetic and symbolic levels of, of relationships and friendships that we all need to contend for our life. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Listen, young people, listen to me because I'm going to try to save you some headaches. There's three levels of, of symbolism, of, of friendships, relationships, and influence in our life. Now, before I get to them, do you remember the levels that I'm going to tell you in the symbolic, the symbolic uh, levels of friendship and influence or relationships that we have in our life is I'm going to pattern it symbolically from the tabernacle. Now, let's see if you know your Bibles. In the tabernacle of Moses, there was three levels. Watch this. Three levels of closeness. Oh, this is so good. See, we all need levels of closeness in our friendships. We need to identify who's at a distance, who's a little closer, and who's really close. All right? Now, in the, in the tabernacle, what do we have? We had the what? The outer court, right? And that's where the you know, brazen altar and the, uh, the labor. And the, I'm not going to get into the history of that. Then you have the inner court, right? Then you have the holy of holies. Do you hear me? Three different levels that signify levels of deepness and closeness. The more you get into that to God. And the holy of holies, you had the ark of the covenant. You can't, you can't get more closer than that. Now watch this. The first type of level of relationships, oh glory to God, is the outer court level. Now, the outer court level of friendships, we all have them, they're, uh, they're what I call acquaintances and casual friendships, right? And we all have that. We, you know, we have work, hey, how you doing? All right. That's good. We talk to them or we say hi, but we don't have their number. We don't call them. Not that we don't, not that it's bad to call them, but th those are the type of, uh, of, of levels of relationships that we have. Now, if you're trying to swap and make the wrong person at a wrong level, that's where you could get trouble. But the, but the outer court friendships are people where you kind of admire from a distance. Like, okay, I, that, I, I know that person. I see them at work. I see them at church. I don't have a real conversation with them, but I know they exist, Right? Those people should never be, and I say it in a loving way, uh, usually are not the people that are going to influence you the most in a positive way or even a negative way. The second level of, of friendship of every person is the inner court. Now, the inner court is the, the closer relationships and influence. What does that mean? 
That means people that you actually uh, enjoy talking to, that you actually know them, you know their name. You see them at church, and you, you actually talk about them. And every now and then, you open up to, about some things to them. Uh, but you may not really have deep conversations. Um, every now and then, you have a game night together or whatever, or, or fellowship. Now, these people are necessary in your life. Uh, not vital, but they're necessary in your life because you have given them acts, a little access to your heart. Now, the third level, and I want you to read this. This is powerful. The third level is the Holy of Holies. The third level is the Holy of Holies. And I want you to read this. It's intimate friendship, relationships, you're going to be happy, and influences where you allow yourself to be vulnerable. See, in those other two relationships, those other two levels, you don't, you're, you're, you're not vulnerable to them. But the Holy of Holies level is, watch this, friendships and relationships where you allow yourself to be vulnerable and open with one another, this level is not for a lot of people. This level is not for a lot of people. This level is a friendship is very few people in your life that you trust with your life. The problem is we're trying to get holy of holy friendships with people that haven't, watch this, well, I'm preaching good here, earned that spot. Oh, 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 oh. See, when, when you get to a level of this type of friendship, they have to earn that spot in your inner circle. They're there when they cry with you and they still say the same. They're crying with you and you're crying with them. They're with you when you're broke and when you're rich. They, 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 they see destiny in you and they don't want you to quit. They're the ones who see you at your worst and don't judge you. They're the ones who bless you and are happy when you're blessed, even when they're not having blessing in their life. They're the ones who stick by you and when the mascara is running down your face, they don't judge you and they speak destiny and purpose of God in you these are the type of people that you want in your inner circle these are the type of people that you allow near your heart those who are God fearing that yes they're human and they make mistakes but the ones that you cry and they don't judge your spirituality because of that the ones when when you're broke and you lost your job and they still say I'm with you to the end the ones that don't allow you to give up when everything inside of you is saying, I want to quit God. I want to run away from church. And that person says, no, I'm the only one you got. We're going to pray together and we're going to cry together and we're going to laugh together and we're going to struggle together. But we're not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go back into that world. We need brothers and friendships and relationships of God this way. These are the people that see destiny. These are the people who are not intimidated by your promotion. You want to see a real friend? You want to see a real holy of holy friends? Here's a test right now. Are you ready? When you're getting promoted and they're not, or vice versa, and you truly still rejoice at their promotion and their blessing because their blessing is yours. Their joy is your joy. But if you're like, well, how about me? And then you start treating them differently, that's not a true friend. You need a relationship partner that has your back. And watch this. Here's the most important quality of the Holy of Holies level. They're strong in character and in the Word of God. They're strong. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. They're strong in character and in the Word of God. Why? Because a Holy of Holy friend can only help you as much as the Word of God is in them. And they'll rub shoulders with you, and they'll, they'll, uh, and they'll say, no, you know what? 
the word of God says this. I know everything in you wants to give up and quit, but you will not go that route as long as I'm your friend. We're going to pray together and we're going to stop. I remember years ago when I would come in and, and my family didn't know what was going on. I was getting persecuted. I would, I, no lie, I can still remember, I would, I would park two blocks away and I would be breathing like, oh my gosh, I have to go in my, my house and they're going to ask where I've been all day. I would call my friend Josh, brought, who's in, who led me to the Lord, and I would call him and Mike and others and I'd go pray for me right now. I'm about to go in my house. And they, didn't, they were like, come on, George, come on, you could do this. They're like, okay, we'll pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I would just feel so encouraged because I had somebody in my level of the holy of holy relationship that I could go to in my time of need. And I would walk in, no lie, and I would walk in, walk in and I would expect something. And it was just like, hi, I'm, okay, I'm going to go to my room now. Some of us in desperation are choosing the wrong relationships because we don't have that type of relationship in our life. So in desperation, you said, we're going to find somebody that pays me attention. And you know what? That somebody, if they're not strong in the word of God and they don't challenge you, they can lead you astray like they did to, to Solomon. Listen, if you are the only strong one, look at me, please. I, I'm hearing this from the Lord. Every now and then, people that are on top of the food chain or in leadership, every now and then, people on their mountaintop have to talk to other people that have been on the mountaintop. I received a phone call from my friend this week, uh, uh, Stephen Glows, you know him, uh, he's a prophet, he's a good friend. He texted me, called me, trying to get my, t- I'm like, sorry, and finally after the fourth time, I'm like, so, I'm sorry bro, I'll give you a call. He goes, hey, I have no reason to call you, I just want to let you know that you're on my heart and I just want to say hello. So I called them, we start, and we, had, we got into like an hour long conversation, we're encouraging one another, and he's like speaking in tongues on the phone, and I'm speaking in tongues on the phone, we're like, oh, shut up, and we're like, we're like encouraging each other, and I go, this is so needed. And he goes, I need this too. Because when you're on top of the food chain sometimes, you don't got a lot of people to open up to, but it's, you need to open up to other people in your inner circle. I have an inner circle, and they, I allow them to speak into my life. But let me tell you something. If you allow the wrong type of people to, to be in your life, it could cause depression, it could cause loneliness, and it will cause pain. Can I hear an amen? Last scripture. Are you getting this? I feel the Holy Spirit. Last scripture. Put that last point up there, Zach. But godly friendships, oh, you're going to be happy. Relationships and influences can also spread fast in a positive way. And the right kind of influence can spread a wildfire, watch this, of growth and maturity in the Lord in your heart. A wildfire. I look around the room, and I'm not going to embarrass you. I look around the room today. And I see some of you on fire for God and different solely because of the friendships in this season that you have chosen to be around with. I see you in a positive way when five years ago you were in a negative way. But now I see some of you, you're, you're growing in God. Why? Because you made a conscious decision. I'm going to have the right kind of people around me. Though even when I'm hurting, I'm going to stick to those few people that speak the word of God. And I don't need 10 other, 15 other people. I just need three righteous people around me that would encourage me. And because of that, I'm telling you like I'm touching this pulpit. I've seen with my own eyes you grow. You know why? Because that is a good kind of leaven. Look at the last scripture, Matthew. Look at I'm going to close with this. Matthew 13, verse 33. There's a good kind of leaven that spreads fire inside of you. I feel the Holy Spirit. How many feel the Holy Spirit here? Look at this. Are you ready? Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven. How many know the kingdom of heaven is a good thing? Is like yeast. Wait a minute, leaven, yeast. 
A woman used in making bread, even though she put only a little yeast in the three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Do you know what godly friendships act like? They're the kingdom of God. Godly influences will be in your heart and mind like a little yeast. It starts off little, and all of a sudden, you start noticing that your convictions are changing, your standards are changing, things that you used to say yes to, you don't say yes to. Not only because the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, because now you have the right kind of voices speaking into your life. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.